Oh my gosh, that was a process. What'd you do? That was a process. What'd you have to do? I just unplugged the mic and plugged it back in again. So. <laughs> <laughs> now can you, you can yeah. hear me? Everything's good? Everything's clean? Yeah. Is my is my audio too loud? Because I can turn it down and talk closer if you want. Like, is this better? Nah, I like the other way. Like this? Yeah, that's good. Okay, can you class. can you hear we'll yourself? Can you hear yourself as well? No, no, no. I'm good. I'm good. Okay, perfect. All right, we're ready to go. So just Sweet. let's start with um, tell us about yourself. Tell the whoever's listening what you do right now. I guess currently, all right. Yeah. Like, well, I'm like right now. I'm kind of like figuring that out. I'm uh, I'm in between like a videographer and like videographer and photographer like more creative work and more specifically like the fashion industry. So like okay. creating campaigns and photo shoots and all that good stuff. Yeah. Nice. And you earlier though, like how long have you been doing this for? When did you start? This is like my first real year and like a half, I would say I really, this is like, it's only, yeah, this year and a half was, has been full focus on my creative industry, like my creative work, like my freelance company and, working with companies and all that good stuff. Okay. That's cool. And your first, like, yeah, but you played soccer for a long time. When did you start? Yeah. Play, when did you start playing? Like, was that? Oh, just... like when I was a child, like when I was like three, four, I was had, had a ball at my feet and then mm. it became serious when I was about 11. And then I stopped when I was, uh, what was it like 1920? Okay. Yeah. Well for the, yeah, for everyone listening, kind of the point of the podcast today is I, I want to get like a, um i want to see the process of like someone who's transitioned from a like professional athlete career into something else and like the yeah just kind of that sort of process because i think it's a really interesting thing and that's super hard for athletes to well let go maybe not be the right might not be the right case for you but for some people to let go of like that dream they've been chasing ever since they were a kid so yeah what's what was kind of the main reason that you started shifting away from because you played professionally right you yeah i played in the danish superliga and i was like in the academy and first team when in when i was like 18 and then i was with the first team 19 through 20 okay and then i stopped um i guess we'll back up i guess we'll back up a little bit just what's tell us a bit about your career like how you started and where how you ended up in that position so like I, I grew up in Calgary and then I was playing and just in the regular system and then like the CMSA and then I played in um, like the provincial team with Alberta and then when I was 15 like I got selected for the Canada U15s to play in Mexico and then it kind of started taking off from there. Um, I eventually moved to Victoria when I was, how old was, was, was I in PSI? That would have been like 16, 17. 17. Yeah. Yeah, and then from there I went and played in Denmark. Um, I'm a goalkeeper, but like I, I, I knew at a very young age that I could take it serious and go somewhere. Like I had a lot of people telling me that. Yeah. And then I just rolled with it. And I'm, I'm actually a Danish citizen through my mom. Okay. So I had that connection to Denmark, and my dream at a young age was to play in the Superliga. So I knew yeah. that that was my end, my end goal. So I made a connection and sent myself over there and just went for it, and it worked quite well. Nice. How much would you say, yeah, this is kind of interesting what I think for a lot of different people. How much would you say your parents had an impact on like your career? Do you think they, yeah, did it have a lot to do with them or did they kind of, was it something they really wanted or was it kind of your decision and your? 
my parents, I mean, like they, I wouldn't say something that they really wanted, like they, whatever I wanted, they wanted, like they were okay. super supportive. And my mom, my mom and dad, or, I mean, they did so much for me. Um, like my mom, for example, like she was always making sure I got to practice and was like always there, like super supportive. Like she, like she was a super mom yeah. uh, and she still is a super mom. mom, of course. Yeah, exactly. And then my dad, the same. I mean, he's always really dedicated to my, my soccer as well. Like they both were fantastic, but they never made me feel forced. Like okay. uh, when I was in Victoria in my first year, I wanted to quit and they were really supportive of that, but they also were, gave me like a devil's advocate kind of standpoint. And I ended up staying, of course, but they like a lot of kids actually find like that their parents put a lot of pressure and they feel forced, but yeah, my parents have just been they've only they've only been supportive like i never felt like they over were overbearing in any way um so that's good that's very yeah good. no it, think... it, came, it came from me like it, it it all came from me yeah my my drive and like of course they taught me to be hardworking and everything but i never felt like they wanted it too hard like too intensely for me that they ended up yeah. like getting involved too much yeah because i think some people end up actually quitting because it becomes you know more of their parents dream than it actually is for them yeah so you, exactly so you said that you actually wanted to quit back in victoria yeah well mm-hmm. yeah well victoria was like i had a terrible first uh, bill at home it didn't mm-hmm. like i'm not going to talk too much about it because it's a podcast <laughs> but uh <laughs> like it was not it was not good and it was really okay. tough and i was also in a long distance relationship and uh, I, yeah. I, that that was hard being away and I was like, to be honest, when I first moved to Victoria, I was, I, I was soft. Like I, mm. I, I wasn't the toughest guy. I, I was pretty sensitive and it was hard being away from my parents. Like I was a homebody. So yeah. it was really hard adjusting. But in those two years in, in Victoria, I grew so much as a person and really, I wouldn't say became like became a man because like I was still 17 at that age, but I definitely mm. learned how to take, how to, how to be on my own and, and Yeah. Just, just grew up. I, I, I grew character and yeah. 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 You learn a lot from living alone for sure. It's, I mean, it's a huge sacrifice, man. You got to move away from all your friends, your family. Like it's nothing. You don't know anything. It's, it's tough. It's a huge sacrifice. And then especially, really if, is. you know, you move away for a program or something and you're not performing in the program or it's not like you thought or it's tough, man. It's super hard. Like it I'm kind of going it's, through that a little bit right now, like, cause I'm, yeah, I'm living in Germany right now and it's, you know, away from my family and my life back home. And it's pretty tough. Cause you have, you know, as you're growing up, you have this big dream of like, okay, I'm going to play professionally. I'm going to make a lot of money. It's, you know, everything sounds awesome. Yeah. It's going to be perfect. And then you actually start getting what seems to be closer to that. And it's not exactly like you imagine, you know, it's a lot of sacrifice. It's super lonely out here it's lonely man it's lonely it's a lot of sacrifice it's a lot of time you know yeah. you're you don't you don't go out on the weekends you you know your weekends no. are gone you're it's a lot of time and there's always that thing in the back of your head like okay or what i have sometimes which maybe i shouldn't it's like okay well mm. what if it doesn't work out you know have i wasted all this time like i don't know mm-hmm. so it's a tough thing it is it's a men- it's mentally like people don't like if everyone wanted to play professional, like, um, like, sorry, like everyone says it's easy. Like they all oh, look at the lifestyle they have, or they make so much money and yeah, they're a bit overpaid professionals, but I yeah. mean, it's a huge sacrifice. Like I, 
I, after living it, like when people post on Facebook talking shit about all these pro players, I have such mm. a hard time listening because yeah, I just definitely. know exactly like what they've gone through. And it's, yeah, it's crazy how much you have to give up. Yeah. So if you could walk us through like your thought pattern, I guess, from when you started thinking that you were going to stop playing to when you actually stopped playing, like what was that process like? Like, how did you come to that decision? Um, like I knew in my, like my, actually my first year when I was actually playing professional was when I realized I wasn't happy. Mm. Um, it's, it's really tough because like one, like some context I have to give in the background is I've always done super creative stuff, like growing up, like I've always had a camera in my hands and I was a very creative individual. Um, so when I was having a really tough time with, um, <laughs> so what's up, what's up? I just see I just see someone in the back. Um, oh. No, <laughs> he's crawling around trying to stay. Bro, it's fine. It doesn't matter. You can be seen. <laughs> no, like when yeah. when things were getting a bit tough um, for me with injuries, I was mm. like kind of channeling all my creative stuff. Like all my, I was channeling all that energy into doing creative stuff. Okay. I was just doing creative projects and all that. And I had I had a point where my knee was always giving me issues. I had destroyed my wrist and I had surgery and there was a lot of pressure from the club to be fit, but yeah. I I wasn't able to stay fit because the training was so intense and um mm. yeah, I was I was I wanted to prove myself and I ended up playing a match with a broken wrist because I wanted to show them how strong I was and that I Jeez. wasn't going to be weak and that backfired and then came back mm. from my wrist injury, got a concussion came back from a concussion and my knee was just messed up like my body was just giving in and that was mm -hmm. so hard mentally like I I have no issue talking about it but I really bad depression anxiety like it was not it and yeah and then I was like you know what like don't don't quit like this is your dream like you're gonna regret it but then I was like what am I gonna regret like every single day I wake up to go to practice drive 45 minutes and the whole way going to training I'm depressed i don't love what i'm doing i leave mm. depressed i go home depressed like it wasn't wasn't satisfying and then i was like you know what you get so much status like like you're, you you get so much from doing creative stuff why not go through a creative avenue um so when i was in that last phase of knowing i didn't want to play anymore i started doing creative work with um, a clothing store and i got invited to fashion week and i met all these brands and made all these connections and i'm like wow like i'm actually good at this and mm. Like, I love it. And that at that point, I was like, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. So I had a phone call with the goalkeeper coach and I said, I want to stop. And I mean, they were on the same page as me because they had a goalkeeper that was injured every two months. Yeah. And yeah. it wasn't anything to do with my my capabilities. I Right before I quit, I was long listed for the Olympic squad. Like I was, I was out there doing it, Jeez. playing well, but my body just didn't want it and my head didn't want it. So... Hmm. interesting so uh, yeah one of my questions was going to be so like was there a, a passion you found that ph photography and videography in your case that w helped that process of stopping much be much yeah. easier i guess oh for sure i mean yeah. i i'm so thankful that i had photography and videography because there are a lot of people that quit football and or, no, or don't quit or get injured or whatever and mm -hmm. they have nothing after because they've exactly. based their whole life upon football and that's the really sad thing i mean you hear stories about 16 year olds who have committed suicide in these british academies because they literally only know football and it's their be all end all 
Yeah. And I'm I'm so grateful that I had this uh, this outlet because I don't think a lot of people appreciate how much of a sacrifice it is when you play football because when you leave it you have nothing like yeah when I stopped when I stopped like I had to learn how to make uh, friends because I didn't have time to make friends when I was playing I only my teammates I had to learn how to go out and relax I had to learn about stop worrying about my body fat percentage because it always got checked I like there was a lot of stuff that was tough to transition and I can't imagine what it would have been like if I didn't have a creative outlet I think I would have gone crazy interesting yeah because I think there's a lot of people that are on the other side where they stop they get injured they whatever it's too much they quit and they have nothing you know it's their whole identity that's yeah like how much do you feel like soccer or football was like your identity like did you you identified as a soccer player right Oh, like that's, whenever I so, someone said, who are you? I would say I'm a footballer. Yeah, that's like what we do. You know? And once you lose, you know, once you stop, you lose that your identity, basically, right? Yeah, no, it's, so it's, it's uh, it was really tough, like at first. But I, I had it, I think I had it. I'm, I'm, I'm really grateful. I think I'm one of the few that had something right after. Because mm-hmm. uh, so it's now, a real identity yeah. crisis. Yeah, oh, definitely. It's a huge identity crisis. So now have you, yeah, you can now you can identify as what a photographer a videographer and you're comfortable yeah with that. yeah but i'm i'm learning now to not even identify as a profession i'm trying to figure out how to identify as oliver yeah and i think that's yeah. leaving football taught me like yeah true oof oof that's good that was good okay. <laughs> true yeah so yeah because you can't i mean if you that's the one Fuck, thing that like, was good <laughs> my, <laughs> my biggest takeaway was like when i left is i didn't have an identity really like every time yeah. like i'm i'm i was living in a small town and everyone would always come to me for the newest football news or how is it going at sunday you school what's new and then they they stopped asking me and no one asked me how it was going mm. and people just stopped talking to me and i was like whoa like they literally talked to me because my identity was football yeah so my biggest takeaway was to be Oliver, like develop a personality, go live life, like experience things, make new connections that aren't based around your profession. And once I did that, it was easy. But before it was like, I, I was not Oliver. I was a goalkeeper at Sanuska. Yeah. Where people got their information. <laughs> like, yeah. Crazy. It's so true. It's so true. And that's a huge problem for athletes, not only soccer, but like all sports. Once they stop playing, you know, it's like, okay, what do I do now? Looking, exactly. looking back, do you think like, is there something, some different contract, different country, something that you would have that would have made you decide to keep playing? Uh, I mean, money talks, but money at the same t- time, money, does talk. <laughs> money talks. But at the same time, I'm so grateful I made my choice. I mean, of course, like there were some internal issues at, in my time, like not internal. I had some issues that I struggled with at the club that I'm not going to go into details about. It's not really my place, but no. I wasn't happy at the club. Um, there were some great people there, but there was also individuals that I, that I felt kind of ruined football for me. Mm. But now that I think about it, I think it's everywhere. I mean, if you get to the highest level and you're playing Bundesliga or Premier League, it's a, it's a lot easier when you're at the top. Like once you've worked to get there, yeah. it's a bit easier. I mean, it's still hard work, but it's still a bit more of an enjoyable life. But when you're playing like at the level that I was, there's, it's just constant grind, constant sacrifice. So yeah. I, I don't think, I don't think there would be anything that could have changed for me. I mean, money doesn't buy happiness in this situation. Mm. And it's, it's, you're, 
your body is what makes money. And if your body's not working, you can't make it. And my body said no. So yeah, no, that's fair enough. Money does talk though. Money talks. Money, oh, <laughs> money talks. I mean, you give me, but, you give me five million dollars, I'll, I'll throw my body on the line for one year. But I can't do that my whole life. <laughs> yeah, true. But I think, I think that kind of, well, I don't know what the word is, toxicity. Yeah, that yeah, kind yeah. of toxicity. I think it's basically everywhere. Like I've experienced it as well yeah. through almost every team I've been with because it's you know everyone, everyone wants to get to the next step. Everyone's reaching for the next goal and. Yeah you know your teammates but at the same time like it's your direct competition that you're playing with so it's not yeah, always I mean, you know everyone's friendly and it's shitty yeah, a lot you're of just another you're just another bill they have to pay so if your statistics don't add up or if you're not on the field i mean like yeah. the worst thing was training and then seeing the sport yeah like the sporting director come down and you're on the sideline with the physio because you can't train and he's looking at you like wow what a waste of money you know like it's a huge mental burden yeah yeah, it turns into more of a, you know, it goes back to the, when you're a kid, right? It's this beautiful dream of yeah. everything's perfect. And then you actually start experiencing it. And it's just like, it's just a business. Yeah. You know, it's just a business. No. You're not playing well. Yeah. You got a price on your head. And if you're not playing well, then you're like, fuck, like, what are they thinking? You know, because they're paying for you. Exactly. And, you know, there was um, the, the coach at the time, well, this isn't coach. He was like a former Danish national left back, Simon Paulson. He always like was, he was so good at talking to me because he knew like, he knows how tough it is. He's been there and he would always mm -hmm. say, play because you love the game. Like you need to remember why you played the game when you're younger. But I, and I totally agree with that. But I think for me, it just wasn't enough because that, that feeling of playing because you love the game, just the, the pressure outweighed it too much. And I wasn't able to get that back. And that's why I haven't I haven't played football since. I mean, I want to start playing Sunday League for fun, but there's no way mm -hmm. you're going to get me in a in a situation where I'm back in goal. So you haven't played since. I I mean, I played I played one match, and it was like I was like, yeah, this is why I quit. So now I'm going to play left wing, <laughs> and uh, just have fun with it. <laughs> how long ago did you stop? Like, how long how long have you not played for? Uh, two years now, two and a half years. Jeez. Do you ever? I, I really don't miss it. I was, yeah, I was gonna ask. Do you ever, you know, sit there? Oh, I miss it. You don't. Like, there's some moments like when you make a glory save. Like, I, I had my last ever game I played was a, um, what was it called? Like, it's called a Pokal. It's the same in Germany, I think. It's like Pokal, the, yeah, the it's Pokal. like an, it's like a, yeah, it's like the FA Cup kind of thing. Yeah. And I was playing against a first division team, and I was representing. A, I got loaned out to a like a lower club. Mm -hmm. and i was playing with a broken wrist had like Jeez. 20 saves big crowd and i was the best game i played in my life and i sometimes watch it on my camera roll and like wow like i was good yeah and i know i know in my heart like if i kept going like everyone told me i could have i could go very far but like i said like the sacrifices didn't outweigh it for me and i'm i'm holding true to my decision and i don't regret it because there's you play professionally you sacrifice your life for 15 years and then once you're out your glory years are over i mean mm. You have to yep. learn how to make friends and all that kind of stuff. Did you? Th you must think about that sometimes. Though. What if? Oh, for sure. But I, I also accomplished a lot. I mean, I was in FIFA. That was my dream. I was. I got really? A, I got a. Yeah. I, I was. Yeah. They gave me a low rating. I was like fifty-three rating. It was. <laughs> it was. It was disappointing. But oh, if you're in I mean, FIFA, I, you're. That's. That's enough. Yeah. I'd. I'd be happy with a twenty rating. Yeah, no, exactly. Like those are things I'm grateful for that I experienced. Um, I mean, I guess I, you can, I guess you can say that, you know, like I've played professional, you've reached that goal. So 
Yeah. The only thing that I, the one thing that I wish I could have done was actually play a game for Canada. When I got selected, I actually had to leave because I had heart surgery when I was younger. And um, so I actually wasn't able to play for the national team, but I got to see the kid and experience it. So, I mean, what did you have heart I, surgery for? I had a, a tachycardia. It's like when your heart kind of beats out of sync. Um, okay. So their fear, their fear was that like, I would, you know, similar to what happened to Ericsson, they, they kind of feared that kind of situation so i just had to get it uh, fixed that was scary eh? oh that video oh, I, just... I was i was beside myself i was crying like crazy man yeah it's so it's so weird to look at it he just flops over and it's like Oosh. yeah no the whole the whole country i mean that the country really stood together in that moment it was quite beautiful actually the collateral beauty mm. yeah do you have a canadian and danish passport then yeah wow oh, that's so nice yeah, it makes life so easy. <laughs> like I'm, yeah, it's so shit with me right now because I, I have to keep getting these visas, right? To stay here. I have to keep getting yeah. working visas and I'm not making enough with soccer to get a working visa from them. But it doesn't even matter because they just pay under the table money anyways. <laughs> and I have to keep getting these stupid jobs. Like I've had so many different jobs, you know, like electrician helper delivering flyers now i'm getting this job at a tree farm and it's like oh my gosh man just to just to get my visa like it's the only it's it's annoying man it's so annoying but is it worth it do you think like are you yeah i think it's worth it like i, I mean i have these conflicts all the time because i'm like okay like what's the like what am i really doing here you know like i know i'm here to, to play soccer and stuff of course but like, I always have that tick in the back of my mind. You know, what if it doesn't work out? And like, is, has the time been wasted? You know, I don't, like, I don't think it's been wasted because no, no I'm learning, it's all yeah, experience. I'm learning like so much, like living away from home, living in Europe and it's awesome living in Europe. Like I really love it, but it's also, like we said, a lot of sacrifice. And the the, the thing that cute. I, the, the thing that I, that gets me the most is like, I'm missing my family, like growing up, like my sisters had two kids you know, I didn't meet the yeah. first kid till he was over a year old. Like the second one, I was home for Christmas and he was born while I was there, luckily. So I'm, you know, met him for two weeks and now I'm not going to see them again for probably a year at least. Like my parents are 55 now, like they're, you know, getting old slowly and I'm missing it all. Like it's, <laughs> it's weird, man. Yeah. I've, that's no, I know the biggest part for me. Yeah. It's a, it's, yeah, you, you miss a lot, but you're also getting invaluable, like, you're just getting so much knowledge and growing so much as a person. Like you're in a whole different culture. Like Germany is so different from Canada, right? So it's so different. It's the cult. The cultural differences are enormous. So yeah. is it enormous or enormous? I don't know. But enormous <laughs> 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 is not a word. But you know, it's enormous. Yeah. We'll it's been a while since I've been in high school. We'll just we'll just pretend that didn't happen. <laughs> so did you start? like actually making money and stuff off of photography and videography before or after you stopped playing before. before so i definitely i knew what i was like i knew that i could make money off it it wasn't anything crazy i was just helping out a local business and but they mm -hmm. they really liked it like they invited me to copenhagen paid for my trip and everything like i know i saw that it was i saw that it was it, like there was a possibility with it and i also know a lot of people that actually are making good money off of mm -hmm. off of being a photographer and videographer so it was it wasn't 
it was a very hard choice to leave football, but it was easy to know what I was transitioning into. Yeah, that's I think that definitely helped you a lot because if yeah, you already started if you already started doing that before you stopped playing, like you kind of already had something set up to go to to fall back like exactly. directly onto. Yeah, which makes it a lot easier. Yeah, oh, it's it's tough, man. It's super tough. It is. But at least you're happy with your decision. I mean, you don't if you don't regret it. No, no regrets, man. I'm I'm yeah, I'm I'm where I'm supposed to be. So how long do you think you would have played for if you kept playing? To be honest, not that long. My body would have given up. I've had so many injuries. Like I've broken both wrists my shot and then I've had issues with my knees on and off, groin injuries. So there was a matter it was a matter of time before I tore my ACL or something. So hmm. I think I think I could have played for a few more years. <laughs> but that you didn't I, do that. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just happy that I got out when I could. <laughs> if you like, if you didn't have injuries, though, was it did it, did most of it have to do with the injuries, or was it you know a lot of the mentally draining stuff as well? Like, if do you think if you didn't have any injuries, would it have been much different? Or oh, I think so. I think it. I think it would have. I mean, I think I would have found this and used my football to channel like to build an actual like viewing for it but yeah i so that i could have gone you, a long way you glitched you legged out what, what part did you hear last uh i can't remember start again from the if you yeah, didn't okay. have any if you didn't have any injuries <laughs> if i didn't have any injuries i think i i, I would have gone a lot further because um, yeah. then there wouldn't have been such a bad mental state from the injuries. So mm. I think I would have played a full career if I, yeah, if no injuries are included. But if injuries are included, I give myself six months to a year and I'm out. So yeah, if you've broken both wrists already. Yeah, no. And I'm a goalkeeper, man. Like they, they don't come easy. So <laughs> they don't come easy. <laughs> Good. Well, I think that's, I don't know. I've heard about everything I was wondering. Yeah. I don't know if there's anything else I can ask. Do you have any questions? No, no I, I'm all good. I'm all good. Cool. I think that covers, I mean, the most, I think the most important thing is for people to understand that there is a life outside of football. If they're transitioning and they're finding it's not working, there's no, you're not a failure for quitting. That's the biggest thing. I yeah, say. I guess. Yeah. If you could give a, a message to someone who's kind yeah. of deciding to, to, if they should stop or not. Yeah, that's that's yeah. the tough thing, right? It's like, okay, am I quitting or am I just deciding enough is enough and moving on? Yeah, but you're not you're not a failure. You're not giving up. Like sometimes it takes experience, like these kind of experiences, and putting yourself going to Europe or going to a football academy and deciding, okay, you know what, this is I need to do something else. And that's you're not a failure. Right. There's no right. harm in you that. You glitched out. We can't glitch out on your important message. So you, you said, okay, you move to Europe, no matter, to an academy. Yeah, like it, you you go to Europe, you you join an academy, and it's you know what? It's either you're not playing, or you're injured, or you're not happy. By you quitting, you're not giving up. You're just simply learning what actually. Like, it's just another step along the way. You're just gaining experience points as you get older. So, yeah, yeah, you're not you're not failing. Like just just know that there is more to life than football. Mm. which is hard so, for some people to accept i think for sure it it is and but it's it they have to figure it out themselves i mean you can <laughs> tell them enough but yeah. they have to know they have to they have to learn themselves and that's how it is yeah i think it's different for everyone of course like 
you're lucky because you found you found a passion before you left some people won't some people will and it's different for everyone yeah and they feel like they have nothing but they'll find that something once they actually give themselves the opportunity to yeah cool nice well how long is that i don't know how long you've been doing it for 20 30 minutes maybe that's an ideal length i think (laughs) yeah covered everything i was thinking i was wondering about yeah i can always do a continuation if it's needed yeah i mean anyone can ask questions if they want to know anything else and uh, we can do a part yeah yeah and if anyone is wanting to talk about their need to transition out or having a tough time they can always reach out yeah so one last thing what would you say was the hardest thing when you moved away from your family say to europe what was the hardest part of that transition um knowing that your family won't be there when you need them the most like you know Mm. if you really need your family of course they're a plane right away but sometimes you just want your family there now and it's like that comfort feeling but i'm also glad that i don't have that comfort feeling because i feel like i'm growing constantly from it but that was really hard at first being just so far away and knowing that if i really needed them they weren't there at like my like right when i need them if that makes sense yeah yeah it does make sense how about you yeah yeah probably similar things i think i don't know it's a good question i think just the like how the biggest thing for me is there's always like a problem like there's always you gotta okay you gotta figure this out then you gotta figure that out then you gotta do the visa then you gotta get a job then like it's just there's always something like anything that i want to do work or travel or there's like i feel like there's just so many extra things i have to do whereas back home you know you can just do it you don't have to do all these extra things so that's pretty exhausting for just you know stuff that back home would be regular life things are so much more complicated here which is kind of draining yeah no exactly but i think it's worth it in the end it is it is you learn and you grow so much living abroad away from home but abroad especially yeah you know it's huge it's a huge uh what do you call it like it's the university of life you know yeah oh that's another that's another topic maybe we say that for the next one but you said university i want to um talk about university with you You didn't study at all did you um i when i was playing no but then once i stopped i did uh university of alberta and like some diploma course okay Um, so you do have a diploma or something yeah but we can talk about that another time if you want i'm down to do another one so yeah sure we'll save it for the next one but that should be good for sure yeah all right awesome then thank you for having me on yeah i guess i should we should do a little outro or something like that um i don't know what do we say thank you for listening until the next time but yeah we'll probably we'll probably do a part two and if you guys have any any questions about yeah if you're an athlete or anything like that um you can ask them. I'm not sure how. Probably on my Instagram. Maybe that's how I post it. But um, yeah, you guys can ask anything you want and we can talk about it in the second one because I'm sure there's a lot of good questions that will come with a podcast like this. Yeah, for sure. I think it's a great uh, great idea. Yeah. And Oliver, thank you for your time and joining us today. Thank you. All right. That's a wrap.